can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. And I say, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch the way he learned from his father. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. I want to be close. My name is Robbie. And this week is Ryan Gosling week. Today, we're going to talk about the 2011 drama. Yeah, please fan me off too. <laughs> Drive. Directed by Nicholas Winding. Refn. Starring Brian Gosling, Carrie Mulligan, Brian Cranston, Albert Brooks, Oscar Isaac, Christina Hendricks, and Ron Perlman. Alongside me is the cuz. Cause Benny, I got a question for you. Go ahead. What do you do? I drive. <laughs> <laughs> and alongside us, somebody who's not the standard edition. He's always a deluxe edition in my eyes. Our good friend and co-host, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? Wow. I was gonna like make a joke, but I can't. That was so nice. <laughs> well, you're welcome. It's because it is the season, as the kids are saying. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like so. Robbie said, "This is let the boys watch." And what we do on this show is watch movies that were, I would say, pretty popular uh, over the last three or four decades, and one or all of us have not seen it for some reason. Um, every week on Fridays, we do a vote. We typically put up three or four movies. There might be a theme, there might not, and you guys vote on it, we watch it, and then we talk about it. What's better than that? You get two-for-one entertainment. You get to watch the movie, and you get to listen to three morons talk about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> Perfect. If um, the movie didn't entertain you enough, uh, listening to three idiots and realizing how much smarter you are than all of us will make you feel great. Exactly. And if you... Uh... If you uh, have insomnia and you have trouble sleeping, well, guess what? This podcast will put you right to bed. <laughs> That's right. Um, and speaking of being smarter than us, please send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com, and let us know what we missed, what where we went wrong, or if you agreed with us. Maybe even send us some suggestions for future weeks or movies that you want to see. Uh, I mean, unless it's absolutely a god-awful email. We're going to read it on the show, get you a little shine. So why not send us one again, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. Can't make it any easier. And follow us on Let the Boys Watch Pod on Instagram, where all the cool memes and stories and such are. And if you're watching us on YouTube, press the bell wherever the fuck it is. Subscribe, leave some comments, whatever. Engage. Um. And like I said before, one or all of us have not watched this movie this week. I believe it's Benny. Correct. I haven't seen this one. Robbie, you've seen it before? I have, yeah. Yeah, me too. I only saw it once like when it first came out, so I forgot a lot of it. 
I remembered like two scenes, so it's kind of like watching a new movie. Um, Benny, because you haven't seen it, did you even have any ideas about it? Preconceived notions? Like, did you want to see it when it first came out? What do you got? Um, I don't think I wanted to see it when it came out because I was definitely too cool for Gosling. Like, oh, he's just the pretty boy and all that kind of stuff. So, my goodness. You know, I was definitely one of those people that like hated DiCaprio, hated like whoever the girls loved. I hated because I just had so much jealousy on the inside and couldn't appreciate a good looking man. Um, I have a feeling that I thought that this was going to be what Baby Driver actually is. And it's Mm -hmm. about like a getaway driver for the whole entire movie. Right. Um, Other than that, no preconceived notions. Um, I love going into movies blind, not knowing anything. I mean, I almost get annoyed by the opening credits and you start seeing some of the names pop up. And I was like, ah, I, I wish I would have got surprised by Cranston or Albert Brooks or, and stuff like that. But yeah, I really, I, I feel like, was there another, some type of movie or I think I, I get this confused with Gone Girl with Ben Affleck. I think they kind of came out around the same time. Um, but yeah, no, no, no preconceived notions um, as a, reformed gosling lover i was excited to watch this one yeah maybe you're thinking of place beyond the pines because it's also about like a stuntman and it's got to be that hand i actually to be honest with you i never heard of that movie until we put it up on the poll all right well then fuck me right (laughs) (laughs) um all right well robbie let's start with you what did you think overall about this film i know you saw it once i don't know if it was a while ago or pretty recent um but you know what are your overall impressions and then we'll get into plum scores uh i saw it once or a long time ago on the uh you know recommendation from my bill uh friend of the pod brian last name redacted he was uh pressing me for years to watch this movie and for years like i always do i ignore him uh didn't really <laughs> uh, didn't really want to see i guess the same the same thing with benny i just thought gosling um wasn't it uh man was i ever wrong probably (laughs) you know the wrongest i've ever been in my life Uh, we thought gosling uh was a liability at cornerback (laughs) in remember the titans i didn't trust him in in man coverage press coverage (laughs) or even zone coverage but um as I, I saw this movie and then I saw multiple Gosling movies and uh, my love for him just, uh, you know, just grew and grew. I think he's very talented, uh, multidimensional, serious actor, very funny, underrated funny actor and just funny in person. And even in uh, La La Land, fantastic dancer, obviously going back to the Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, but yeah, um, Ryan, we did that. Um, uh, again, from Brian's email on, on our Going Great podcast about uh, favorite songs in movies. And I did pick um, Real Human Being as one of my favorite songs, which came from this movie. And obviously, the first thing about this movie I love is, is just the soundtrack. I mean, the sense. I mean, nothing sends me into my plums into all but like a nice uh, synth synth music. I love that. So it was right up my alley. Uh, the way it was shot. Uh, you know, the cool night scenes, uh, the colors. I enjoyed the colors in this movie. Obviously, the cinematography. Uh, like Benny knows, I'm a big dialogue guy, but there wasn't a lot of dialogue coming from Gosling in this movie. I think he only spoke like 117 words in this entire movie. So um, 
yeah, I enjoyed it. I I, I thought it was shot shot fantastic. The uh, car chase scenes were awesome. Gosling just being a menace and not speaking that much was great. And also, it it has one of my favorite actors and uh uh you know one of my celebrity crushes, Oscar Isaac, in this movie. So you, you get some Oscar Isaac in a fantastic performance, short lived, but uh, no pun intended. But yeah, um, <laughs> I enjoyed. It. I did have some. Uh, not reservations this time, but you know, some things popped up where I was like, you know, I'll get into it, but there were definitely some things that popped up the second time around that I didn't catch or didn't really, you know, tune into. So uh, I'll talk about that, but of course I enjoyed it. I love this movie. Nice. Benny. No, go ahead, Ryan. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty similar. I saw it a while ago. I mean, it came out in 2011. I'm pretty sure I watched it. Uh, like right around then. I don't believe I saw it in theaters, um, but like right when it came out uh, on whatever. I, back then I was probably um, pirating it, but don't tell the government I did that. <laughs> um, I like it. I mean, there's a lot of good. Um, I remember yesterday thinking like, all right, I got to watch this movie and, and thinking to myself, like, I don't really feel like watching this to be honest with, and, uh, we started watching it and I was like, I was like in, I was hooked. I, I liked it a lot. Um, it's definitely not like one of my favorite movies. It's a little, a little too artsy for its own good. Not that that's necessary, necessarily a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it's good. I probably I don't need to watch it for another 10 years uh, or 12 years or whatever at this point. But I liked it. I like Gosling's performance a lot. Um, I liked uh, Carrie Mulligan's performance a lot. And pretty much everyone was was good in it. And the music, like Robbie said, was good. Um, and I really enjoy the we've seen a few of these already, but the quiet psychopath that Gosling plays. I just think that's such a interesting character to see on screen like all of a sudden i i don't think you really realize it until he uh tells that guy he's gonna kick his teeth down his throat and i'm just <laughs> like oh oh okay <laughs> i'm interested. handsome and crazy i love it um so yeah i i really like this movie um but it's not like you know gonna win any awards in my mind but you got your um uh, what you call that? You were yearning for in a kill. You got your psychopath with uh, a love interest. So, oh, and the love and I mean, listen, I think Carrie Mulligan. I don't know what what it is, but uh, big time love with Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, go. shout out Marcus Mumford. Yeah, that's right. Aren't they married or something? Yeah, for like almost like a decade, I think. Wow, still together. I would I would wait yeah. for her too. Still together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I don't um, know many for, other songs by them, though. <laughs> for me, I felt like there's something about this movie that like I really like. And I think that the the sum of the parts is greater than the whole, or however that saying goes. Like there's there are things about the movie that I'm like, okay, or like whatever, or that really doesn't make sense. But the cinematography. The direction, the performances, the music, you know, just everything adds up to something that's, I think, better than if you broke down each one of the parts. So I really enjoyed it. And I kind of did want to watch it again, like kind of, 
you know, right away, just because there was, you know, there's more stuff I'd like to break down and just kind of appreciate, um, appreciate more of the shots and, and the direction and that kind of stuff, just because when you're watching it for the first time, you want the story. Um, story's a little all over the place and super outlandish, whatever. It's an action movie, so that's fine. But like, I feel like if you held a microscope to this movie, I, I think what you're talking about, Ryan's like a little artsy for artsy sake. Um, and just a lot of stuff that's just kind of out there and outlandish. Right. But, you know, on a whole, I, I think it all adds up to something that I like and I would watch again. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think sometimes artsy, like sometimes really hits and sometimes it falls flat and it's just like you're being pretentious for no reason, like just to be artsy. Yeah. Um, I feel like this kind of falls somewhere towards the good. Like I really did enjoy this, but there are parts where I'm just kind of like, eh, all right, you know, like whatever. But honestly, I feel like it when it got artsy, there was like a banger track behind it. So I was like, all right, I'm into this. I'm into a yeah, little, like, that. Yeah, that music definitely... video interlude right right now. So, I mean, right off the bat, the first song, uh, "Night Callers" or whatever, I was like, all right, I'm fucking in. Like this is this this song is hitting. I'm ready for this movie to to get going. Um, I just I loved how colorful it was. I loved I you know I love how especially in the first scene there's like a you know quote unquote car chase but it's like it's crazy to how wild the movie gets but how like grounded in reality that first car chase scenes he's not like doing all this wild stuff like yeah. everything you he does hiding he's dodging yeah he you know he shoots into the into the parking garage and just walks out like it felt I was like okay so this is going to be kind of something that's grounded in reality and then you know obviously spirals completely out of control I was going to ask what, because I know Ryan saw it, but like not knowing the movie, I was going to ask you what, what what was going through your head when that first song just dropped in the, in the credits. Like, cause when it, when the first time it happened to me, I was like, oh man, this song's fantastic. <laughs> and just the way it, it hits in the, and then he's going over the, you know, they're filming over the skyline and, and the credits are coming in. I was like, oh man, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, it was, you know, not I don't want to be Mr. L.A., but like just seeing like that whole, you know, the way L.A. is is set out. It's beautiful at night and him just driving the car around with that song playing is like it felt like it could have been me driving around listening to like Daft Punk at night and just kind of taking it all in. So, I yeah, I definitely love that. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm into this thing. And when like real quick, when you guys mean artsy it's like what are you talking about like what like when you say artsy i i mean personally i don't know if i can even really define it like it's like an independent movie um and yeah i i'm not smart enough to really define like what i'm trying to say with that but i feel like i know what i mean in my own head when i say artsy I don't know if that makes sense, but that's like how I feel. Like it's just like like lingering on shots for too long, like specific colors, like specific ways that they're shooting. That's not or I would say that is atypical of like a big budget movie. Um, and not that any of that is bad. It's not bad, but I think 
sometimes filmmakers do it and it's fucking awesome. And this is more towards that. Like I, I'm not trying to be negative about it, but then there's filmmakers that try to do that and come off as like tryhards and being pretentious about their film. I, I don't know. I don't know if any of that made sense, but Benny, help I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm picking up, <clears throat> I'm picking up a little bit of what you're saying, but yeah, for me, it's just like, just like the beautiful cinematography and and the direction kind of like takes precedent over kind of everything else. Um, you know, like they made a lot of choices in this movie, right? Like Gosling not speaking that much. And even when he did speak, you know, it was like the little playoff that I did in the beginning of the intro, just taking like a minute before he responds to a question or something like that. And it just <laughs> kind of, it's like, and it, in a way this is like a hipster movie because they brought this thing around to a million different studios and they all kind of declined it. Um, so I think that he, the director had a lot of freedom to do that kind of stuff. And I think he took advantage of it. And, but to me, it, I think it serves this story. Like I, I loved all the artsy shots and just like the beautiful scenery and the way things are framed. And like Ryan said, it's not something you're going to see if, if this was drive, starring Vin Diesel, like it would have been a completely different movie. And, you know, it would have been all about like the explosions and, you know, crazy car jumps to get out of those situations. So when I say artsy, I just mean it just, it looks nice and it's, it, they're just doing things that you don't typically see in like a big budget movie, more of like you get that indie feel from it. And I think they took advantage of not having like this big studio overhead to, rein them in a little bit but i also think in this in the, in the same breath that it serves this movie well i don't know if that makes sense to you robbie no it does and you almost got drive storing starring you jackman so yeah <laughs> please yeah that was the first choice x-men drive wolverine X-Men drive. And you said you mentioned vin diesel you, i mean you got fast and the furious so there you go those are your uh, yeah, drives, exactly. on, drives on steroids yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I again, I still don't really know how to define what I mean by that. I think Robbie, you know, um, Benny helped like kind of point me in the right direction. But like when I see a movie by like um, Michelle Gondry or um, like a movie like Lost in Translation or something like that, like you just kind of you're just like, this is art as much as it is film. And sometimes it really works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe artsy is just like a catch all phrase for myself because I don't know how to properly express what I'm trying to say with it, but I think we all sort of know what that is. Yeah. Like I I can, I could show you two movies that I consider artsy and they may not look the same at all. I just think that they kind of, it's something where they, it, the movie's not made to make a trillion dollars. It's made for maybe like the love of filmmaking and and they're doing things more visually than necessarily to than to appeal to the masses. I guess that's kind of the best way that I would put it. Like, you know, I'm sure if you showed that to, you know, some, per- some person that doesn't care about movies and a film student or someone that's super into movies, like you'd probably get two different opinions from them. One that loves it and one that that like doesn't understand what they're doing, I guess. Yeah, I think artsy to me, like artsy to me is like Wes Anderson. Like even the stuff that yeah. he did on on Netflix, the new stuff he came out with those like shorts, 
they were more artsy than, you know, the story was enjoyable. Whereas the poem, I was like, I got to turn this off 15 minutes in, but it was beautifully shot. Not, but yeah, so that's like artsy to me. And even like you were saying, but like I picked up like, even picking up on this time around, I'm like, man, he's definitely taken a l- little too long to answer these questions. I'm like, <laughs> nobody's nobody's picking up on this guy's an absolute fucking lunatic. So some of these little things that I picked up the second go around, I mean, it's been like five years, I think, since I watched it, which was funny to me. Well, that's, I mean, you got a handsome man like Gosling looking you in the eye. You're just, you're letting it happen. Doesn't I'll matter just... how long it, yeah, it doesn't matter how long it takes to answer your question. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking clean up in aisle three. <laughs> for real. Um, Robbie, I have a question for you. Was this, seeing this movie pre or post when you started getting into like music like this? So like when you saw it, were you like, did this awaken something in you? Or were you like, I love this shit because I already love it? I think it was uh, pre. Okay. So I think bef- when this came out, or it was like in the middle maybe, but when this came out, I was delving more into the indie scene, more like uh, Passion Pit, um, groups like that. So I was already going there, but I think this movie, this soundtrack, you know, Helped. elevated me to like, just like, all right, there's more than just Terra Squad. I can, I can <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you know, there's more to life than just fucking Fat Joe and the Terra Squad. Like I need to expand my horizons. And, and this stuff really like made me look more into like synth music and, and explore more of my musical side and taste than, uh, than just, you know, 2000s rap. Nice. <laughs> There isn't much more than Tire Squad to this life, but there's a little more. Yeah, I no, mean respect yeah. respect on Fat Joe's name. Please, I'm sorry. I mean <laughs> every time every time I do have some back pain, I'm always, you know, able to lean back and fix that. So thank God. <laughs> I saw Fat Joe perform at halftime at like a random Knicks game. I think they just saw him in the crowd. I'm like, come on out. Why don't you do a couple songs for the crowd? Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I saw Fat Joe at uh Summer Jam. Uh, oh, please. When when Lean Back was was popping, I had my uh, <laughs> Julius Erwin throwback on, like I was from fucking Yonkers. And your Rockaway Rockaway sweats, Rockaway sweats, and I pulled up in a fucking champagne Saturn, nineteen ninety seven. I don't know no one up in Yonkers. I ain't fucking up anyone up in Yonkers. <laughs> um. All right, we have gone off the rails, but in a good way. Uh, let's pull it back in and do some plum scores. Does anyone want to go first? I'll go. All right, go ahead. Um, yeah. So, like I was saying, I kind of when I originally was thinking about scoring this movie, I was maybe in the sevens, and what I kept thinking back to with this movie was Twenty Fifth Hour. Like they kind of felt the same to me, and I feel like I enjoyed them on the same level, and. Like I said, I think if you judge everything by by themselves, you get something like 7.8, 7.6, 7.7. Um, but I'm going to go 8. I'm going to go flat 8 on it just because I really did enjoy it. And, you know, the soundtrack, the performances, the people that are in the movie, I, I just loved it. So I'll go with an 8, strong 8. So they call you... Down on the streets, right? A strong eight, strong hard eight. They call it a hard eight. 
Robbie, you want to go? Okay. Um, yeah, I was, I was um, back and forth on my score. I was, I was, you know, I'm not going to give it a seven. I don't, you know, sevens aren't in my vocabulary unless it's Big Lebowski uh, <laughs> and almost famous and almost famous. But uh, yeah, I think the second time around, I enjoyed it, but not as, not as much as the first time around. Uh, I still love the movie, but I think there were things that I kind of picked up on the second time around how uh, pretty slow paced in the beginning. Uh, maybe the first half an hour was slogging through for me. There, obviously, like Benny said, this there was some unreal, unrealistic stuff to the story, but I mean the cinematography, the music, and the performances. I mean, with a fifteen million dollar budget, and you get so many like legit heavy hitters. I don't know. I don't know if Carrie Mulligan is a like Academy Award winner, but I definitely know she's nominated. And, and Cranston's a fantastic actor, and so is Albert Brooks. And Oscar Isaac as well. I mean, to get all these people on, on a small budget, um, it's a testament to the director and you know, Gosling. Um, but I enjoyed the story. I I I I definitely enjoyed it. Uh I enjoyed the movie. It's a it's a it's always a good, you know, time for me when I watch it. I I didn't rent it. I actually bought it for five ninety nine, so it's there forever. Wow. So if anybody wants it, holler at my uh my Apple ID and I'll give it to you. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with eight point six. Um, I enjoyed it. I would hundred percent. It's a, definitely a rewatchable for me. Um, the only thing that deterred me was the slow pacing in the beginning. That's what I feel like. Not that like like I said, yeah, it's unrealistic. So is every other movie in the world. But like, I feel like what was so jarring for me was that opening chase sequence where it was like so based in reality like i kind of thought that that's how the whole movie was gonna go obviously i love where it ended up and eventually i'm just like what are you what are you worried about this is just an action movie like it's just as plausible as 90 percent of the other things that you watch so i think that was maybe my disconnect it was like i i kind of set my mind in one spot and then had to change it kind of midway through the movie yeah i think somebody even like sued I don't know if they sued the director or sued the the movie studio because they were the trailer wasn't like what they thought the movie was going to be. They thought they were yeah. going to see like maybe like a Fast and the Furious or something like that. They had no idea that people's fucking skulls were going to get kicked in an elevator <laughs> and things like that. So, but that's just people being being stupid, you know. So, but yeah, I guess it was a little misleading. But yeah, if you don't know what you get into, obviously, it definitely. Um, Definitely picks up the violence like half an hour, 45 minutes in and doesn't stop until the end. Yeah, uh, Robbie, she has been nominated twice for an Academy Award, but has not won. Good actress. But yeah, no, she's very good. And like I said before, I got a big crush on her. I don't know why. Well, she's listening. Carrie, come on. Carrie, come on. Tell me... uh... Tell me you think I'm cute. Please. She thinks I'm cute. <laughs> um, so I, I feel kind of the same way as you guys as far as my score. I um, I went kind of back and forth, and I feel like all the other ratings that I've given other movies are like really starting to weigh on me. 
And like, I almost wish I could like rescore all of them because like I'm coming in and I'm like, my heart's like, all right, this is the score. And then I look at some of the other scores and I'm like, but it's not better than that. Or it's worse than that. Why would I give that this score? But I can't live like that. So I'm just going to go with what my gut was and say 8.2. I really like this movie. Um, Again, like I said, I don't love it. Um, And I don't know why I can't really put my finger on it. But, you know, even the, the slower part in the beginning, I really liked. Like I said, I started watching. I was like in and when the violence starts showing up, I'm intrigued. Christina Hendricks show up for like five seconds, intrigued. Um, <laughs> Oscar Isaac, you know, although like there's really only I feel like one kind of weak actor and maybe I'll get to pick him in my least favorites later. But overall, really good movie. Um, definitely. Um, definitely like it a lot. Um, so 8.2. Um, I'm with I you wanted to get on... like a go ahead, Rob. <clears throat> Mine's quick, but after this movie, I was you know debating if to go on Amazon and get myself some some driving gloves. <laughs> oh, those <laughs> gloves are perfect. <laughs> I yeah, mean, please. I didn't know. I mean, once I once I put that Tiguan in sport mode, look out, Sunrise Highway. <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful. You might want to get some earplugs too for when you're driving that thing, and the, those beeps are going off. Oh please, Jesus Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I'm with you, Ryan. Like, I feel like I got to stop looking at my previous scores because I I just need to let my scoring um, scale kind of evolve on its own. And like the more movies we do, the the better it's going to get. And I just can't think back to like some of the previous scores I gave. Like, I don't hate them, but I just wish it was a little bit more spread out than it is. Yeah. But it's hard for me. Like if I really like, you know, if I it's I'm telling you, man, it, it's going to be a very rare thing if a, a movie's in the sixes for me and not the upper sevens, because if I, I can find a reason to kind of like anything, um, you know, unless we're going to watch like some crappy rom-com from like 2002, it's it's going to be hard for me to go super low. So I, I'm really trying to to let the scale just kind of evolve on its own. And I didn't look at him before this one. Cause I, 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 when I came to the score, I didn't want to look at what was around it because I know like the one thing that popped into my head was like, I gave T2, I think an uh, 8.1 or something. And like the fact that those movies are so close, I honestly might like drive a little bit more than T2. I know God forbid to the both of you, but <laughs> it's, it just what speaks to me. Um, but then to, you know, I have to give it a lower score. I, I just can't, you know, I can't think about it. Um, the following rom-coms came out in two, 2002, two weeks notice <laughs> made in Manhattan, big fat Greek wedding, sweet home, Alabama, sweetest thing and several others. So maybe we'll watch one of those <laughs> sweet home, Alabama, sweetest thing. And uh, big fat Greek wedding are on the agenda this week. On the agenda this week. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what do you guys want to do next? Should we do characters or scenes? I feel like I always pick Robbie. You pick. Oh, let's go characters. Good choice. Um, let's do favorite characters. Robbie, would you like to go first since you picked? Ah. Uh... 
No, I don't. I don't want to go first. Oh, all right. <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. You go first. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't think I was going to go first. Um, but I feel like I have to pick the driver. I mean, uh, he is the best character in this film for me. But I was kind of hoping to pick a like one of the smaller, ca- minor characters that I really like. Maybe I'll get to do that in Ani Menches. Um, but I mean, Gosling, so good, so fucking handsome. Um, <laughs> just the quiet, like crazy that he exuded in a number of scenes was just very good. You know, when he rolls up with a fucking hammer and just goes off on that guy. I love that shit. Um, wasn't a fan of him hitting Christina Hendricks. However, I, you know, I get it. Um, but other than that, like really like this character. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's the main character, so I guess I got to pick him as the first pick. I'm, I'm so mad too. I'm so mad because I said to myself last night, I said, don't forget to wear, uh, to have a toothpick in your mouth. (laughs) I know. Start the show. (laughs) And then I I looked at a quote and it said do you want, he when he says to Benicio you want a toothpick and I was like motherfucker I forgot the damn toothpick uh, that would have been cut. a good move turn this off cut it yes start it over I'll be right back <laughs> uh, you want to go second or third Rob I'll go third so I'm gonna this is a, a Homer pick like this is this is just my guy. I got to take him if he's sitting on the board. Give me Brian Cranston as Shannon, even though he fucks up. And But that's kind of his character in a nutshell. Um, I, I love Brian Cranston. And I almost, my bees almost fucking blew into orbit when uh, he was talking about Driver. And he's like, oh, where'd he go? He's like, oh, he could be in Mexico or Belize. <laughs> and if you watch Breaking Bad... One of the places they say when they're killing someone is we're going to send them to Belize. So I was like, oh, nice. That's that that made a, a nice little connection for me. But yeah, give me Brian Cranston any day of the week. Seinfeld, Breaking Bad. I, I just love him so much. Um, I, I love the, the juxtaposition. It's probably the wrong word for his or yeah, maybe the wrong word for, for his character where he's like so confident and cocky, but he also has that like bad luck cloud hanging over him um i just thought he did a great job at the movie i'm super excited he was in it as much as he was i kind of thought it was going to be a smaller role than it was i don't know why just when he popped onto the screen but yeah give me brian cranston all day yeah i forgot how um how much he was in this movie i was actually happy because i thought that he i I remembered it differently i was like oh i love cranston but i don't think he's in this movie a lot but he he was and uh I was reading up where he came up with the idea on his death in this movie. Spoiler alert, if nobody, you know, saw this movie. But he it was like he like dreamt it and came up with the idea and like pitched it to the director and he was all in on it, which is a a tough scene, but Cranston's the best. I love him. Yeah. That that pulled at my heartstrings, man. I was like, How can you he was so close to getting out? And he was, and like you said, I felt so bad for him because I mean Forever the optimist yeah. with shit shit luck. Just a, yeah. just a bad luck. I saw yeah. I felt so bad for him. Um 
yeah, so my favorite character is um standard Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar Isaac. Uh, I think I fell in love with Oscar Isaac when I saw uh, Ex Machina. I thought he was fantastic in that movie. I just, I don't know, something about him. I just love the way he acts. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's his face, but I don't know what it is about him. But I, again, I thought he was great in this movie as well. Very, very, you know, short part. Um, very unrealistic that he was okay, that this handsome stuntman was just around his wife and kid the entire time and, you know, taking care of him. That was kind of, uh, you know, out in left field and kind of annoyed me that he was just okay with it. But just another guy was looking to get his to turn his life around, but forever in trouble, forever just like stuck to to bad dudes and always, you know, having to repay somebody. So that was a shock when I first saw it, and it was even a shock again when I watched it. Like how he died, I forgot how how that happened, and I knew he was going to die, but I forgot how it happened. And uh, him just getting shot in, in in the side of the ear in the face kind of uh, took me by surprise. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think he's a fantastic actor and um, definitely my one of my favorite. Obviously, Ryan Gosling and, and Cranston, but uh, Oscar Isaac, I stand it. It was my uh, favorite uh, favorite actor in this movie, favorite character. The way I kind of justified that, I don't know if I want to call it friendship right off the, bit, the bat, but he definitely was going to fuck him up or wanted to fuck him up right when they first met. But I think that if he was honest about wanting to fix things and do right and take responsibility, I feel like there was part of him that accepted the fact that it's his fault that they met and they started hanging out and stuff like that. So he kind of accepted it. And maybe, I, I don't know, it, you got the vibe, obviously, that they're into each other, but did they did they bang before that? So maybe they, they had a conversation, Standard and Irene, that like, hey, nothing happened. But, you know, I was hanging out with him a lot. He helped out with the kid and all that kind of stuff. And I think once Standard kind of realized that he put himself in this position, not that he was okay with it, but he understood it was his own fault that, that all that stuff happened. That's true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, you're right. He was okay. he did fuck up and he was away because of his what he did. So that's true. And plus, but, like, Let's oh, go ahead, Robbie. No, go ahead. No, go. I was just going to say, like, if you came home from a trip from jail, from wherever, and Ryan Gosling's there, you just have <laughs> that's to the other it. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, the only thing he could do is keep his cool. <laughs> just have to accept that he's so good that's looking true. that you're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm either going to freak out and push him, push her completely into his arms, or I could try to fucking finagle my way out of this thing. All right. And Oscar Isaac's no slouch either. Uh, my wife was like excited that he was in it. She's a big fan of his. So he's a good looking dude as well. But I mean, Gosling's top tier. I, know, I love please. it. I love you know, Oscar Isaac the best. His dance scene in Ex Machina. Oh boy. The plums were fucking, they had to get sewn <laughs> back together. Plums were dancing too. Oh my God. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but uh, I, I don't know if I thought it might have been too grotesque for your. Uh, for your wife, Ryan. I, when I saw that she voted for it, I was, I was like, all right, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, she she saw it a long time ago, too. And she was kind of like hesitant as well. But she liked she, We watched it together. Usually the movies we watch, I, I get to watch by myself. But she was into it. 
especially with Oscar Isaac and Gosling. I mean, yeah, Irene, I mean, she's like picking from the top of the draft board. She's got a great recruiting program. Whatever she's doing, she's better keep it up. She's Nick Saban. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Transfer portal, just grabbing everybody. That's it. I don't know. You know what I don't like about a movie like this where like fucking Gosling's so good looking that nobody remarks on it. Like nobody's just like to Cranston. Jesus Christ, your mechanic is fucking hot. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> says anything. Just accept this insanely handsome dude is just working at the mechanic, Slumming being it. a stunt rod driver. <laughs> yeah, helping helping his neighbors bring um, groceries upstairs. Whatever. Yeah, one thing I've never seen with it, you know, sorry, but a hot mechanic. I've never seen a hot mechanic, so I don't know. <laughs> Not the ones I've been to, at least. Well, there was that hot mechanic in Jugs on the Run, too. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's when she's right. thinking that she has to take the jugs into the shop. Yeah. That's right. What was the name? Barry Peppin, huh? <laughs> yeah. That was his name, right? <laughs> yeah. He was handsome. I think there was also a hot mechanic, actually an aerospace mechanic in, in her comma Stella. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> Um, that was good. That was good. Anyone have any Ani mentions they want to talk about? I have two. Go ahead, since you had to go chalk on your pick. All right. Um, I'll go one, and then if no one else names the person, because I just want to call out, uh, I would have picked between these two if I didn't go first, because I'm sure one of you guys would have taken Gosling. But I'll go Irene, uh, Carrie Mulligan, like I said before, huge crush. But she was also really good in this movie. I like the character a lot. Um, and yeah, no, I, I just, I really enjoyed her character. I loved, you know, her and Benicio kind of together um, and how Gosling like interacted with them. Like it was, it was very, uh, very sweet w- until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. My Ani Mensch, give me um Al Brooks. I mean, yeah. please, somebody named Al Brooks, Brooks, Al Brooks, Mel Brooks. Brooks Robinson, that's right. Brooks Kapka. I mean, just Brooks, Brooks from Shawshank. Brooks was here. Oh, please, please, <laughs> Brooks from Shawshank. Oh my God. Um, yeah, no, I I love Al Brooks. Love him. Uh, he's just one of those guys, man. He's insanely funny, but then can always turn it on in like a a dramatic role. So, I I, I love Al Brooks, and I was pumped when his name popped up on the screen in the beginning of the movie. I love his voice and uh, you know, I mean, I, every time I hear his voice, all I think of is Hank Scorpio from the Simpsons. Um, <laughs> but just, yeah, he's very funny and he was in a lot of stuff, but he was, he was good as um, the, I don't know if he's a gangster in this movie, but the criminal that he was or the, yeah. whatever he was up to, he was, he was good in it. I liked it a lot. Liked him a lot. Anyone else? No, I mean he shaved his eyebrows for the movie. Yeah, to look more menacing. And he's uh sh- isn't his brother Super Dave Osborne? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Rest in peace. Yeah, no. I love his I voice really too. Or loved his voice. Both Wait, like yeah, Bob Einstein Bob Einstein? Yeah. Yeah. Their brother was it, I'm pretty his, sure. Albert Brooks changed his his last name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Brothers, I didn't yeah. know that. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't think he wanted to be Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> so he changed it. Together. That's awesome. All right. 
Imagine growing up yeah, that, with that, Albert that, Einstein. He must have been tormented. No wonder he's funny because he had to develop a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um. Um. And yeah. yeah wow, so how about that? How about that? That's crazy. Yeah. See, there you go. You learn something new every day. And let the boys watch. Oh my God! Please clip it and put it online. We got to get people in. What was his name in Curb? Oh Funk, shit! Funkhauser. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh. Marty Funkhauser. The Funk Man. The Funk Man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that joke he tells Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, uh so good. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, the way this, he tells it and Jerry's reaction is so good. There's this clip going around from that show he used to do, the Super Bob show, where it's him. He's laying on like this catapult thing in front of a basketball hoop. I, I, I'm i so pissed I started telling the story because it's going to fucking fall flat. <laughs> but he's just like laying on it in like this like evil Knievel get up. And he's like, all right, I'm going to launch and it's going to stop and I'm going to dump the ball. And they launch. He's like, all right, stop. He's like, oh, it's not stopping. And the dummy just <laughs> smashes into the backboard. Uh, so good. I got to find that clip and send it to you guys. I can't wait. Um, All right. Let's do. Let's move on. Do least favorite characters. Robbie, since you went last, you get to go first. Yeah. So this isn't going to save your girl. Um, I'm going to go Irene as my least favorite character. And not because she was terrible. Actress, I love Carrie Mulligan. She's she's fantastic. I'm just not a big fan of like, you know, what she did. I get, I don't know if she was divorced from Standard. I think Standard maybe thought that they were still together, but like, I'm not a big fan of shit like that. And I uh, I wasn't obviously Gosling's a, a handsome devil, but yeah, I didn't enjoy that. And then when he comes home from jail, she's just like, you know. I wish she would call the cops. Is she still in love with him? Does she hate him? Does she want to be with Gosling? Um, but I think she, I think she needs to go see a, uh, a a nice therapist as well because she did see Gosling gets stomp somebody's skull out into the elevator, and then saw what a, how much of a psychopath he was, and then wanted to knock on his his uh, apartment door at the end to just say hello. So uh, I don't know. That's a little a little crazy for me. I would have took Benicio and got the hell out of there and never never looked back. But hey, people love bad boys. They don't like the good boys. So um, I understand where she's coming from. But yeah, I didn't really have a lot of hateful characters in this movie or a character I didn't like. I just didn't like some of the uh, some of the things she did. So sorry, Irene. Uh, you're my least favorite character. I want to just go on record and say that I loved Irene in this movie, just so this doesn't seem like it's about to become the mis the misogyny hour. <laughs> um, but my least favorite character was uh, Christina Hendricks as Blanche. I just I can't stand Christina, I can't stand Christina Hendricks. I really cannot like even in Mad Men, like she was OK, but still her whole person. Yeah, her whole personality is I have red hair and huge knockers and I need more than that. I need more than that. And she was just so dull in this movie. I'm not going to say I was glad what happened to her in the movie, but I was definitely <laughs> like, okay, great. I don't have to deal with her for the rest of this movie. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, listen, I'm not as crazy as Robbie and say that I don't like Anne Hathaway because that was just a fucking ridiculous <laughs> take. But yeah, Christina Hendricks, not for me. Sorry. Oh, I I doubled down on me and my Anne Hathaway hate. So, uh, uh, I mean, that's wild. 
she stinks. She uh she really chaps the old ass. It's <laughs> definitely gonna be if we're not doing Christmas movies next week, it's Anne Hathaway week. It's gotta be. Oh, oh if it's Anne Hathaway week, I'll be I'll be dangling from a chandelier. <laughs> um Benny Benny confirmed not a boob guy. That's I didn't know that uh, about him. Listen, I didn't so. say I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just, you know, I mean, let's let's get a little bit more personality going on there, Christina. And if you want to come on the podcast, I don't know. I I thought she was kind of bland in that, too. But again, that was the role. It was like sex pot of the office in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. So whatever with that. But whatever Uh, else. She wasn't good in this movie. I agree with you. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. No, she's done. If she wants to come on the podcast, maybe get a drink. I mean, whatever. I'm like, you know, listen. A couple of spagliatos? <laughs> Please. Um, There's only one I'm, Blanche that we that we acknowledge around here oh, on this podcast. That's a, that's a fact. And that's oh, Blanche man. from Golden Girls. I think yes. her last name is Devereaux. Oh, my God. Please. What a fucking fan. <laughs> that must be French. Thank you for being a fan. <laughs> is she dead? If not, get on the podcast. Yeah, Blanche, please. Um, all right, Miley's favorite character is also a woman. No, I'm just kidding because I'm not misogynist <laughs> like you two. Um, <laughs> for some reason, and I normally like him, and maybe like Robbie, like you normally like Carrie Mulligan. I normally like Ron Perlman, but for some reason, I did not like his character in this movie. Like, I it just fell flat for me. Like, he didn't really come off as menacing and maybe that was the point that he's like an inept idiot and like you know like albert brooks was saying like the family you know treats him like a child and like whatever um so maybe that's he's supposed to be that way but yeah i don't i just didn't like him he just seemed like such a fucking oaf in this movie i just (laughs) they stunk that was that was um that was gonna be my ani mensch yeah and because i honestly felt like because not that well yeah it was a low budget movie but they're almost kind of like yeah just do your thing and he yeah. just kind of like i felt like i was reading his twitter feed like he like he was <laughs> acting like he acts in real life where he's like this just you know loud mouth tough guy and there's i haven't seen him in much else honestly other than like just his he cuts promos on fucking twitter like talking shit about people <laughs> um which I love because he's funny. He just tears people apart. Yeah. But I can't get over the fact that he looks like a real life Thanos. Right. Like the way his face is, his chin. And it's just got like all like the ripples in it. Like if you paint him purple, he's like Thanos or Thanos dad. Thanos senior. Yeah. I wanted, they had to have considered him for that role. I would assume. <laughs> I they, They should have. Uh, no, he, but I don't think they would have liked him dropping f bombs in Avengers Endgame. Probably not. <laughs> but for that kind of paycheck, I think you can, uh, you know, scale you, it back. Yeah, scale back the curse. <laughs> but no, he's he's good in a lot of things, and I like, I love his voice, um, and the way he says a lot of things, like you said on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, this I don't know. This character fell flat for me. Whatever. Agreed. Um. All right. Let's do some. Let's do least favorite scenes first, and then we'll do favorite scenes after. So, who wants to start? Least favorite scene. I went first last time. I'm not going first again. Robbie. 
Sure. Uh, by the way, Blanche has been dead since 2010, so she came what? out the pod. Yeah, so she's off, she's off the pod. Fuck. <laughs> she couldn't so, have even uh, been in this movie. No, exactly. <laughs> That's upsetting. Um. Yeah, my least favorite scene is a sentimental scene. It's um, Shannon's death. That's my least favorite scene. Uh, I felt bad. I just want to tug at my heartstrings um, because I know sh- I don't know anything, but uh, I would like to think that you know Shannon wanted to do right by Gosling and thought he was doing the right thing and didn't know you know how it was going to end up. I just thought it was funny that that one scene where he kept on asking uh, Gosling about the money. He's like, man, just imagine, you know, what we could do with all that money. And Gosling's <laughs> just blowing him off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was tough. Um, the first time I saw it, I was surprised. I didn't, I didn't know that he was he was going to die, and it was a a tough a tough scene and tough death to watch. Um, and like we said before, forever the optimist kind of guy, and uh, just a just a string of bad luck. But you kind of knew that was going to happen and how it was going to end. So, yeah, it was tough. Um, so I'm gonna have to go with that on the emotional standpoint as my least favorite scene because it was tough to see Shannon go. You want to go second, right? Sure. Um, my least favorite scene was also because of you know I didn't like it. Um, not because I thought it was a bad scene, but because it just made me a little upset. But when uh, Benicio is witness to his father's beating you know that was just you could just tell he was like traumatized i did not like seeing that um you know that's pretty much it i don't really have much else on that but yeah that was upsetting because there wasn't like a lot of this was a nice and we haven't mentioned it yet a nice tight 140 Mm -hmm. you know i finished this and i watched something else because that's how much time (laughs) i had in the rest of the evening I read a book, a whole book, cover to cover. Whole book, cover to cover. <laughs> um, so there wasn't a lot of I thought, which is funny because there's so many parts where it's no one says anything and there's silence and stuff. But there wasn't a lot of dead weight. I felt like it was pretty tight, so there wasn't a lot of bad scenes. But that scene was was a little upsetting. Seeing the kid upset. So I just kind of made this connection in my head, but you know, I compared this movie to Twenty Fifth Hour, and. I'm going to go like 25th hour, pick a scene where there's a conversation by the window. That was my least favorite scene. And it was the conversation that Gosling and um, Irene were having. That was like the most pronounced, the I'm not going to answer for like 45 seconds, Scott. (laughs) And it was a little awkward. And there was like, at some point, I feel like if that conversation actually happened with a woman, she'd be like, you're a fucking creep. Please leave my house right now um yeah but, but if, so, if he looked like gosling that's true matter. and that's again the, that old jealousy is creeping back up in me um and yeah it just it was like super awkward i think i thought that was i didn't mind the tension and the and the silence in a lot of parts of the movie but it just stuck out to me a lot in that one i, I don't know why and you can't blame it on gosling because he, that's the direction that he's getting so whatever um and again, nothing that's going to ruin the movie for me. It was just the one thing that kind of stuck out to me. So not a sin against the whole entire movie, but just something that I, it was just awkward and it, it didn't feel right to me. Okay. Any, any Ani Menches for least faves? Um, yeah. Him leaving the money 
That's so fucking stupid. That was stupid. I hated that. I for, I forgot he left the money. And when I saw it at the end, I'm like, ah. Oh, <laughs> you went through all stink. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you went through so much shit to not take that money. A friend die, you know, your lover's husband die that you were trying to help out. Like all these things you went through, I said, and you're not going to take this million dollars that's could be life-changing for you wherever you go. Like, come on. That's I hate shit like that because it's so unrealistic. No idiot in their right fucking mind is gonna leave a million dollars just sitting there on principle. Dude, that's so I I'm getting so angry. That's it. I'm done. I'm angry. That's it. I'm not talking no more. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only thing I could think of with that, and the only way I justify it to myself was I guess because Al Brooks told him, like, you're never gonna be safe. Right. Maybe that was his last ditch effort of I killed him. Here's the money. Whoever finds this body that's in line with Al Brooks is going to be like, okay, well, he left the money. So you know what? He's already caused enough damage. But yeah, I was the same way. If you're dipping anyway and you're never to be seen again, just take the fucking money. At least take a few stacks. Yeah, come on, please. Something. And no no one connected to Brooks is going to find that. It's going to be some, it's a fucking busy metropolitan area. Some person is going to change their fucking life and find a million dollars next to a dead body. They're going to grab that bag, call the cops and say, there's a dead body, but there's no bags next to them. Yeah. Just uh, in case you were wondering, there's definitely not, definitely a not bag a double money. bag. <laughs> yeah. Lay next to the guy, just a dead guy. That's it. Yeah. Weird. Uh, <laughs> so what's that behind you? Nothing. <laughs> that's my gym bag yeah um my favorite scenes this is hard for me because there's definitely a bunch but i'm gonna i'm gonna go i guess i'll call a chalk in my mind because it was the first thing that just jumped out to me and it was the opening credits with the with the song sorry buddy uh uh-huh. just because it like it really fucking hooked <laughs> it really fucking hooked me into the movie and i was i was digging the song i love the choice of the pink writing i don't know why i just thought it was really cool um i mean just cruising around the streets like i mentioned earlier just you know felt you know real to me um i loved it man you, you i'm not a big opening credits guy in general but when you na- and you really nail it i love it and i think they really nailed it on this one um and it just it, it like I said it, it got me geared up for the movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think what um, opening credit scenes so far we watched that that got me as good as this. Pulp Fiction, probably, of course, mm-hmm. good one. Um, but yeah, great choice. That was my number one. But hey, life isn't fair sometimes. It's not. Um, sometimes even though as as hard as you try to give somebody COVID, they don't get it. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's what it is. Somebody don't wants to take me out and fucking and and see me die, you know. So that's Question. that's that's some people I know. Benny, did you backwash that wine and and spray Robbie with it in hopes you were infecting him? Not not only that, not only that, we shared. At least one, not like, oh, here, you drink, I drink, but like, oh, try this. We shared at least one drink, I think. So I don't know what the fuck this kid's got inside of him, but I think they may need to figure out he might be the cure to COVID. 
Maybe. It, it, it pains me in my heart that you hate me this much. <laughs> I, after all the things, <laughs> after all the things I do for you, the nice things I say for you, I don't want to say this out loud to people I know, but I did go to Manila um, <laughs> on, a, on a plane. For, but how many hours? That's 17 hours back and forth. That's, thir wow. that's 34 hours, baby. 17 hours, like the amount of time it took me to watch this movie because I had to go run in my bedroom and take fucking pictures of my shoes for you. But I'm sure we'll talk about, you'll talk about that on Going Gray this week. So that's a, that's a tease, babe. Tease. Imagine, Ryan, imagine that. Six minutes for something for me. 17 hours. <laughs> 34 hours. That's in a full 30, work week. I'm pausing the movie. I got to take pictures of my shoes. Then I come sit back down. Now I got to go take the soul out and take a picture of that. So just, I mean, when is it going to end, Ryan? I don't know. Ryan, I'm sitting in, in, in fucking in economy. You know, I got fucking a, a mask on 17 hours. I'm fucking like this. I'm, I'm drugged up. I'm doing all types of drugs. To go to sleep, <clears throat> seventeen hours there. I get off the plane, traffic. I don't want to say everything, <laughs> and I, and I'm getting hounded for six minutes. You Not got to watch that. You got to watch Bullet Train for seventeen hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, him and his wife just tried to kill me last week, ruin my Thanksgiving, destroy me. Uh, you know the things you do for people. I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess people forget. But hey. And like I said, God forgives. I don't. So uh, other than that, <laughs> uh, what was your? I might, you know, you know, I might have to cancel this week, Ryan. Uh, I might not be able to make it Saturday. Oh uh, no! Uh, I'm working on a new kind of sickness in the lab. So be ready. God, can you literally stab like you if you get it? Sorry. <laughs> I think we're in the clear for a while. All right, favorite scene. Go ahead. All right, favorite scenes. Uh, my favorite scene is my favorite scene is once this uh, we turn this podcast off, so I don't got to see Benny's <laughs> face ever again. Now, my favorite scene is another scene. Um, yeah, it could be a, a bunch of killing scenes, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea about me. Uh, I'm going to go another sentimental scene with a fantastic song choice uh, when uh, Gosling takes Irene and Benicio on a little joyride. Uh, I don't know if that's. Uh, the LA River. I don't know what that is. Yep, that's the LA River. Yeah, I was asking Ryan, not you. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, that song, one of my favorite, my top ten uh, songs in a, in a movie ever. Uh, just thought it was a nice. You get to see a little little sentimental sweet side from Gosling. He's he's not the killer that that people think he is. He's a little sweetie, and uh, that's what I want to see out of my Goss, somebody that pulls out my heartstrings. So I saw that it was nice. Uh, just wanted to be there for Irene and the kid, and it was a cool scene. And uh, what made the scene was just just the song, and uh, definitely one of my favorite scenes uh, in the movie. If I can't take the opening scene, I'm going to go with this one. So that was my favorite scene. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think I will go with a violent scene because I don't care what people think about me, and I'm going to go with the scene when he strolls in. Uh, with a hammer to uh, what the hell would, was that guy's name? Was it like the cooks? cook, 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 and just fucking unloads on his hand, and then has the bullet that he get that I he gave to Benicio, and just you know gets the you know gets Nino on the horn. Um, love that scene. I mean, there was a a number like pretty much every scene, the scene in the elevator, um, the driving scenes, like 
the scene in the hotel room with Christina Hendricks when the fucking guys roll in, like all those. And I'm probably taking some money mentions. I apologize, but like all those, a lot of them, yeah, violent <laughs> scenes by Gosling versus his such like quiet, relaxed demeanor of the other is such a. And Benny used it correctly earlier. I'm going to use it again. The juxtaposition of his character was so good. Um, yeah, I really, I mean, I liked a lot of those scenes, and I just picked that one because I sent you guys that picture earlier, and that's what made me think of it. <laughs> Love it. So, I mentions, I know I took them all, but does anyone have any any specific ones they want to call out? Robbie, um, since I stole your scene, please. Tried to steal his life. Yeah, he tried, <laughs> I mean, just tell me you hate me when I tell me you hate me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nino's death was cool because I liked the way it was shot from, you know, looking at him from the best, the, the passenger side window. Uh, the, the scene, another quick one, I won't steal anything else, but the scene where he shows up to the pizza place in that fucking mask was cool. Um, I don't know why he did that, if he's not going in or like that, but maybe he just wanted to be seen. But it was cool. Loved the way he walked up and then, you know, his face was just in the the only opening uh, of, uh, whatchamacallit, of the pizza place. Uh, I'm I'm sure Nino's not slinging good pizza in that place anyway. Especially LA LA pizza. No way. No, LA pizza confirmed not good. Um, My my Ani Mensch, I know you, you glossed over it quickly, Ryan, but it was the hotel scene for me. Like, as much as I don't like Christina Hendricks in this movie, um, I love the, oh, fuck, how is he going to get out of this aspect? And I loved just in all the different times that they cut the sound in the movie and this being one of them, you know, when that whole gunfight is going on and the, and the sounds kind of cut out a little bit. I loved it. I love the way that he got out of the situation. I love the dude getting fucking stabbed in the chest with the shower curtain and then the other de- dude getting blown to smithereens. Um, just great. Just And even backing up to the car chase get yeah. after um Isaac uh Oscar Isaac gets shot. I thought that they did the action scenes like really well in this movie. As crazy as it like got out there, I still thought that they did it all like super super well. It was still like grounded in reality to a certain extent, like all yeah. of it. Like there was nothing that was so outlandish that couldn't actually happen in real life. Like other than that scene when he's driving and he for some reason turns the car around and the, <laughs> goes backwards. Like, what the fuck is that about? But, whatever. Being distracted. Everybody knows you go faster in reverse. It's true. You save mileage too. <laughs> That's right. It goes in. <laughs> um. Any anything else? Any other scenes we want to call out? No, um, I just thought like like Benny said. I thought that that uh, chase scene after the. The heist gone wrong was fantastic. Awesome. Shot perfect. It's very good. Um, all right. Is there anything that you guys can think of to make this film better? Hmm. Uh Christina, yeah. Sorry. Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Take the fucking money. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Take the fucking money. Go see a shrink, Irene. Get your life together. <laughs> um i don't know i i feel like 
adding anything more is going to bloat it and like I might not like it like yeah maybe I would like a little more with Albert Brooks um and like what he was up to or maybe a little more Oscar Isaac okay so the, I don't have a specific way to make this better but just thinking of Albert Brooks kind of brought this up I liked Albert Brooks in the movie obviously and you know obviously I said I had my issues with um Ron Perlman but I think to what you were saying with Ron Perlman where Albert Brooks and him just both kind of felt like even though they were supposed to come off as like these uh, psychopathic you know bosses and gangsters yeah I they kind of both fell a little flat in that regard for me and as much as well again it's a movie right you you meet those guys so early on in the movie, which happens in a million mo- movies. Then they end up being like the ultimate big bads of the movie. It just when things were kind of everybody's getting murked in the over the course of like fifteen minutes in the movie, it just felt like everything was so convenient that like that was like I get one of those issues that I had where like that's why it's not a top tier movie for me. Like it just everything felt like so convenient in this movie, like the pieces all lined up so perfectly. I mean, again, that that's something that cuts the bloat out of the movie, keeps it tight. You're not introducing 50 million people. Like it's a small cast. All these people are important. So this might be just something I'm not a, a, a filmmaker and a, and a screenwriter, obviously. So someone who does that could probably explain that better to me, but that was just kind of the feeling that I had. I don't know how I'd fix it, but that was just the thing that kind of stuck out to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, so many, so many movies are that way because again, like it cuts out bloat, like yeah. real life doesn't happen like that, but so many movies are so convenient. Oh, they just happen <laughs> to show up at the same time or whatever, like some stupid bullshit, but yeah, that's makes it nice and tight. I think too, like I wanted to like Albert Brooks. Maybe that, that was a part of, I was just disappointed in him. Maybe. I mean, I kind of liked him. He stabbed that guy with a fork. <laughs> and then fucking j- jigged his neck with a fucking chef knife. Yeah. That was that was the badass line of the movie, though, where he's like, hey, now you clean up after one of my fucking messes. Yeah, and then he yeah, walks yeah. out. I was like, all right, all right. And I liked I liked how he killed Brian Cranston. Like, I mean, it was, you know, I didn't like seeing him die, but like just the way he just and then was like, that was it. That was it. That was it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Relax. That was it. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I just kind of liked it. And then he has his fucking knife collection. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding the, the, the murder weapon in plain sight. Yeah. Um. All right. I mean, I do have a way that we could make it better. If you guys want to hear about that. I would love to. Well, it's called working overtime. <laughs> Matt Damon. So what we do here is cast young old middle-aged whatever matt damon in a role that exists or a role we made up to for some reason insert matt damon in every film we watched (laughs) does anyone want to go first would you like to go first sure um i would cast a young not too young but good looking handsome matt damon in Oscar Isaac's part. Think oh. about this. Now, Oscar Isaac, fantastic. <laughs> Good looking. Great actor. 
But imagine this. You're Ryan Gosling in the apartment with Irene. And all of a sudden, someone better looking than you shows up. <laughs> his dimples, his abs. And he comes in and says, you working overtime? <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> And then they both bang each other instead. Oh, well, you totally redeemed yourself on that one. There you go. <laughs> uh, give me a early 20s, mid 20s, uh, ne'er do well, handsome, uh, turning tricks out on the street, Matt Damon taking the role of Blanche. Because come nice. on, how much better would those scenes have been? Uh, you see Blanche, a.k.a. Our, our young Matt, in the backseat of the car. He would have acted the fuck out of that scene. Um, he would have came up with some maybe some uh, better lines during the whole chase scene other than screaming his little head off there. And I would have liked to seen, you know, we're talking about plums all day. My plums would have got swelled up if I would have saw Gosson smacking around Matt Damon in that in that hotel room. So. <laughs> Give me uh, Matt Damon as Blanche. Fantastic. Um, give me a young, fresh-faced Matt Damon. Good Will Hunting looking Matt Damon. You ever see that movie um, with the Waynes brothers? Where Marlon Waynes, Marlon Waynes is the is the the like human face on a baby. <laughs> they CGI his face onto the baby. I, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah, but I know. Yeah. All right, well, give me a CGI'd face, Matt Damon, as Benicio. Uh, <laughs> imagine a young baby-looking Matt Damon as Benicio. He doesn't cry when he sees that his dad just got his ass kicked by some, you know, Russian mobsters, and they gave him a a, a bullet as a little present. He goes on a rampage with Ryan Gosling, and the two of them take out everybody. And Benicio avenges his father's death, and at the end. Out of nowhere, Benicio watches Gosling kill Albert Brooks and speed off. And Benicio runs up and grabs a million dollars in cash and goes home. And him and Irene go on a jaunt all over Europe and live happily ever after. So give me a Matt Damon, CGI'd face, baby face, Matt Damon as Benicio. That would have, that would have, nah, I'm not going to say that because they probably think I'm some kind of weird person, but no. My plums are going to stay the same. So give me Benicio. <laughs> my team is Benicio. He takes the money and says, how do you like them apples? Oh, my God, please. <laughs> well, I got a number. <laughs> uh, the movie you're thinking of, Robbie, is called Little Man. It is <laughs> yeah. rated a 4.5 on IMDb with Next week. Sean and Marlon Wayans. <laughs> Keenan Ivory Wayans directed. Um, but listen to this fucking lineup. Besides the Wayne brothers, they got Kerry Washington, John Witherspoon, Tracy Morgan, Chaz Palminteri, Molly Shannon, David Allen Greer, and there was someone else, Alex Bornstein. Like, what a fucking lineup. I'm sorry. I need to, I think I need to watch it now. I love David Allen Greer. Love him. The best. David Allen Greer is the best. Um, also makes me think of uh, John Robinson. That's his name, right? Pops. Um John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I just had this very, very brief sidebar, if we will. We were watching TV before and Vivica A. Fox came on screen 
What a fox. The woman did not age. I mean, through the miracle of plastic surgery or whatever. 60 years old. She looks exactly the same as she did when she was gracing our screen in the late 90s. Good so I just her. want to give her a shout out. Biblical Fox had my plums blowing <laughs> through my blanket. Uh, I forgot the movie with Jamie Foxx and Tommy Davidson. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, um, Booty Call. Yes. Booty Call. I <laughs> love that movie. That movie's awesome. <laughs> Shout out Tommy Jamie, Davidson. Yeah, shout out Tommy. I, I mean, Murder is Row in Living Color, man. Yeah, in Living Color. My goodness. I don't know why they never made uh, Men on Film uh, motion picture. Just those two fucking going around town judging people in films. Snapping. You know what that made me think of? I, I All right. We'll talk about it after we, we go offline here, but I got a couple ideas for, for the movie next week. Maybe do a little comedy. All right. Love it. And then we got to swing into some holiday movies, I think. Yeah. Haven't seen Elf. Ever? I what? feel like that is. Yeah. I feel That's like that fucking one's insane. That That's one's happening this year. Insane. You haven't seen Elf? I've, I've seen Elf maybe 300 to 400 times. <laughs> I know. I heard you waxing poetic about having it on in the background this week on Going Gray. So do me a favor. Have... Don't, don't, don't listen to, don't listen to what I, what I say. Would you please? Fair enough. <laughs> fucking give me fucking three and a half hours of my 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 fucking week back. I mean, God forbid. I, I who asked I, you I, this? I, I, who asked you that? Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, this is nice. Ooh, I forgot that was nice too. Please, I got things to do. Well, that's great, Benny. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's great, Benny. Six minutes of his life. Goodness gracious. I wish I would have gave it back to him. Oh, please. He said. He said. Now, gee, oh, got fantasy football talk, please. <laughs> I got a new segment next week. <laughs> Shut the fuck Go up. Go fuck yourself, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tune into that. Nice. Um, yeah, so Joe any- this, Joe Burrow that. I got fucking Joe Burrow. I got Matt Stafford. I mean, goodness I'm going to miss the playoff. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen. How's this you- fucking trade? Should I trade fucking Spencer Dick Stick for fucking... <laughs> for I'm, going, I'm back on the anti-NFL bandwagon. Go fuck yourselves. And the podcast. <laughs> fucking Brock Purdy. I'm oh, come on. It's a fight. You know, this is a, a, a <laughs> difficult week in a household. It's a stressful week. Uh, anything else you want to say about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I liked Gosling. it. Yeah, yeah, shout out Gosling. I enjoyed it. I'm happy to put this one in the old tool belt. Uh, had fun with it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, well, like I said at the beginning, if there's anything we missed or anything you want to contribute to the conversation on Drive or any of the other movies we've watched or upcoming, you want to make some suggestions, please send us an email, ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Um, one of these days I will remember it and not have to look at it, but it's not today. Um, we Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe. Rate. All that fun stuff. We love you. Robbie, tell him good night. Good night, driver. You give me a time and a place, I give you a five minute window. Anything <laughs> happens in that five minutes, and I'm yours. I don't hold guns. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? How about I kick your teeth down your throat and then I shut it for you? <laughs> <laughs>